Hey there, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Carriage Rest Tales. I wanted to start this episode by throwing out a couple of quick notes. First, this episode was our first ever live recording in front of an audience. I therefore elected to leave the episode edit-free to give that live performance feel. But on the flip side, it's not quite to that same editing standard as our normal podcast, so I wanted to give you a heads up on that. Second, when I was designing this particular episode, I geared the session towards a lot of audience participation. That made for a really fun environment when we were actually recording in the room with the crowd, but it does make it a bit harder to follow in a podcast when it's an audio-only format. I therefore recommend that if possible, try listening to this episode while having our website open. If you head over to the Maps and More tab of our website, you can see all the puzzles the team is going to be tackling, and you can try to solve them along with them. See how you do. Without further ado, let's start our episode. Um, welcome to the Carriage Rest Tales live show. It's our first ever live show. Woo-hoo! So bear with us as we uh, are probably pretty nervous and probably going to make mistakes here and there, but we're going to try our best. So thanks for coming. I do want to just mention a few things. We are a family-friendly podcast, so if you have a need for that, make sure you share it with your friends. This is kind of a hobby project for us. We're by far not professionals, but bear with us. We kind of mentioned the one-shots already because one of the things we love to do at our table is introduce other people to the game, so it's not just always us. So if you do want to hear other people as well, check out our live or our one-shots on our website. Behind you, we have some stars of an ongoing one-shot, Katie and AJ. Katie and AJ. They're very funny. AJ does a phenomenal Scottish-Irish accent. Dwarven accent. Dwarven yeah. accent. It's so good. So in the spirit of that today, which the players did not know about, I had some of you guys ask if you wanted to be audience volunteers. So that's what these are. So I'm going to have people actually come up. I have two volunteers. So you can actually come up and be on the show. Um, I thought that'd be kind of a fun change of pace. Okay. You'll be taking cool. over my mic and I'll just we'll share a mic. I think that'll work out. If not, we'll, we'll, we'll do it next time. But <laughs> we're going to try it this time. Any other thing before we get started? Sam, do you want to say anything? Nick, Ryan? I think we're good. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Let's roll. Let's, do it. let's roll. Oh, also, we are family friendly, but sometimes, like, we're not family friendly. <laughs> so if you hear edit, I'm apologizing in advance because that is going to be taken out of the podcast. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Hi, welcome to me in. It looks like the bard is about to begin. I'll pour you an owl over the stories, fables, and tales about the swords, sickles, and spells in the depths of the swells. So take a listen to the tales that we spin here at the Carriage Rest Inn. All right, and welcome to another episode of Carriage Rest Tales. This is our first ever live show. Um, I'm Mike, your host and dungeon master, and at the far side of the table, I have. Hey everyone, this is Ryan. I'm playing Kincaid. Kincaid is a level six sorcerer. Uh, his class is a, or sorry, race is a Triton, which is a kind of underwater, um, almost like the bad guys in uh, Black Panther, but he's a good guy. Uh, I did not take inspiration from that, just <laughs> FYI. So, uh, so he can swim in water for a very long time and um, he hates pirates. So, He's like a blue Jon Snow. 
Yes. So I pictured, um, I try to take inspiration from like real people from my characters. And I was picturing like Jon Snow from the penultimate season of Game of Thrones where he had that cool man bun and a beard. So, yeah. But he's like bluer shade. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Sam. I'm playing Woods, but you might hear her be referred to as Red because in the ongoing campaign, they're kind of on the run. She's wanted, dead or alive. So she's kind of in hiding. Her name is Red. But she's a level six wood elf. Um, she has a shaven head, dark brown skin, a couple of freckles on her upper cheek, um, big red glasses, and that's it. Hey, everybody. This, uh, my name is Nick. I'll be playing Basso. Um, he is a half-orc barbarian. Um, he is a little skinnier than your average orc. Um, so, you know, a quarter some, orc. Yeah, it's kind of like quarter, a quarter orc. There you go. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, he's um, he he grew up on a farm and you know was raised in a nonviolent way. But then he joined the order and he learned violence there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's it. All right. So last episode we ended with a chase. It was a boat chase because we were on a pirate sea adventure. The King Cade triton over there had massively injured and damaged the pirate boat and they were trying to run away single-handedly and our no, really single-handedly uh Vasa and i stood there and watched it happen from were, like you were oh, you were prepared to jump in we we readied action <laughs> that's where we are leaving the last episode and they are just about ready to board the pirate ship and kind of try to take it over but unfortunately right before that happens a giant sink uh whirlpool appears right between the two and it kind of pulls them and throws them up against the side of the boat. And you're kind of losing your bearings a little bit. And as it goes and spirals further and further and further down, the G-forces are just getting pressed against that boat and you black out. Of course we do. And we roll new characters. <laughs> and you roll new I new told characters. you it was gonna happen. <laughs> Here's your new sheet. You awaken, breathing heavy, standing on solid ground. It's completely dark in the room. Even with your dark vision, your superior dark vision, you see nothing, but you know you're not alone, for you hear the breathing of two other individuals around you. Um, uh, guys? Vaso. Vaso. Vaso's gonna, like, he can feel around, see if he can touch anybody. Uh, hey, hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can, I can hear you. Where, where are we? Uh, Kincaid? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Are we still on the boat? I don't, I don't know. What was that? I don't know. I can't see anything. It's pitch dark where is there um what's underneath oh, i want to roll perception sure you're gonna roll perception for sound <laughs> i got a one see that's why you roll it before we start <laughs> 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 gotta get it out maybe i should have bought uh, new dice. woods oh. you're kind of hyperventilating a little bit because you're getting a little claustrophobic you oh can't gosh. see anything um guys guys wh- where are can we? i can i sense where she's at based yeah, on you, her on her sound you'll be able to find her pretty easily okay so i'm gonna like put my hand on her shoulder oh my god who is that who it's, it's me oh Kincaid, I guess. Okay, okay. Uh, where <laughs> are fine. we? What happened? You weren't even on the boat with us. Are we still on he the was, boat? He was on the boat. He got on right before this oh, happened. <laughs> I'm so confused. What happened? Me being a like sea guy, would I know it was a, a whirlpool? Whirlpool? Yep. Okay. Would. All right. Uh, can we? We got stuck in a whirlpool, and now we're probably somewhere else. Probably on the bottom of the ocean somewhere. Wait, what? we're underwater? Why can't I breathe? Kincaid, well, you, you can sense? clearly breathe. You're, you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Is there water? Kincaid, you feel oddly, this feels familiar to you, but you don't know why. But something is familiar to you in this dark spot. It's about a 15 by 15 foot room, but it's pitch black. But you kind of notice by feeling around. Okay. 
can't, why can't we see? Somebody cast something. Can somebody cast? And then she remembers she can cast fire. Okay. Um, so she's just going to like cantrip a little fire. Druidcraft or yeah. what your spells are. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, she can light her arrows on fire. So she figured she just lights an arrow on fire and she's kind of like holding it. Okay. You see a stone room. It's about 15 feet by 15 feet. Stone floor, stone walls, stone ceiling about 10 feet up. Oh, guys, we're not in a boat. <laughs> no, you were not. No. But. As soon as her light went on, do we see the other people in the room with us? You do not. You just see three. So you don't see Captain Brandon or the rest of the crew. It's just the three adventurers. Um, okay. Um, now with the light on, she's going to roll for perception. Corner roll. You can redo that. We're going to take that as a 17. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> We're going to add five to that. So what? 20 something? Yep. So you're kind of looking around and you see that there's one of the back walls. It seems like there's a seam, like the wall might be able to move. But as you're looking at it, you hear, a <clears throat> ah, is this thing on? Why? Why can't I see them? What? What? Wait. Oh, there you go. And then like a screen flickers on and you see a humanoid figure in the screen. Oh, well, now they're gone again. Did you cast a spell right? Oh, oh, they're back. And it like flickers and comes back on. Welcome to the Cave of Chaos, where we will be... Wait, is that a Triton warrior? And you see him kind of like lean in close to the camera. Uh, sorcerer, buddy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know what a Triton warrior looks like. And you see him kind of like talking to someone off the stage. And then this creature just like does a fabulous arm wave and his body just transforms into a Triton. Kincaid, you immediately recognize it as the... Uh, necromancer, which is your arch enemy. <laughs> See, I know what a triton looks like. I kind of am one. I don't know. And he's definitely talking to somebody off the screen. What is Kenny K doing right now? I'm casting a fireball. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is a screen, but you can cast it. Go ahead. All right. Uh, yeah. So I get a plus eight to hit. I think that's just instinct. That's what he would do. Thirteen. Thirteen. You hit that screen really well, and it kind of makes it pixely. And then after a couple of seconds, it uh, fizzles out. Okay. Was is going to pull her bow? Like, ready action? Sure. Get ready? Yeah. No way. Wait a tick. Is that General Kincaid? And then he can kind of look up to the side. What, what do you mean? How is that possible? He's standing right there. I could see him. <sighs> you want me to show you him? And then you see this figure kind of walk off the camera, off the screen. And you hear this sound of something like really heavy dragging and sliding across the floor. As you see this creature or character pulling like a large grandfathered mirror across the stage. And then he kind of turns it to face you guys and he points. He's like, see, I told you, it's King Cade. Why don't you show yourself in person, you coward? <laughs> you sense that they're, you're trying to talk to him, but he's not hearing your vocals back. It's just kind of like a one-way loop. Kincaid, what's happening? General, what is that? I'm just ignoring her because I'm really Vaso, <laughs> what's going off. on? I, I don't know. Who, who what, is this what, guy? You he was a general? I, I don't heck? know. <clears throat> we need to get out of here. Where, are there any doors around here? In any case, I guess today is a special day for the first time in a, well, a thousand years. We have our first ever repeat contender. Let's hope you do better than last time there, Kincaid. Wink, wink. Kincaid, what is going on? You've been here before? You need to show yourself, coward. <laughs> like, he's Kincaid's PO. Oh, wait, where were we? Oh, yes. Welcome to the Cave of Chaos, where you shall be competing in a friendly competition <laughs> with of my design. And to keep it interesting, we have a few fun prizes for you. Isn't that exciting? Yay, prizes! Kincaid, what is happening? The winner of this competition is going to get a he's... choice between two 
rewards. First, this lovely pair of wooden gauntlets. One of you might know it as an ancient relic, probably known as, drum roll please. The Harbinger's Gauntlet. Oh yeah. Woo, Wait, yeah. is that like my bow? Is that like the bow and the knife? Kincaid, what yes. is happening? Kincaid's focused, okay? <laughs> Kincaid, you've been, been, really like, been on what? a game show before? What is Apparently. Cool. <laughs> You think this is cool? We're in a stone room with a screw. What is this? Hey, I'm just trying to be positive here, okay? Oh, thank you. Can we save the positivity for maybe another time? Uh, okay. <laughs> As you are holding up your bow, like, oh, is this one of the ancient? Is it like mine? You like see the gauntlets? It looks familiar to you. You see that figure like put his arm around the mirror like it's a person. And he's like, ah, oh, I bet that pretty little elf there is just dying to get her hands on this. I mean, she already has one of the relics. And he like leans in closer. Oh, it looks like it's the elven key. What? What? Kinkade, we you, need you, answers. You all need to get ready. This guy is bad news. Yeah, we're in a stone room. This can't be yeah, good. Yeah, he's... What do, you, what do you mean second item? Oh, oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot. So, the contestants are going to win two objects. First is going to be these wooden gauntlets. That's so... Yeah, that's exciting. And also this, and he kind of like... Hold on. And then like runs off stage and you hear him like just throwing stuff all over the place. He's like, oh, there's this tapestry that came in in a ship on a bottle. So yeah, this is another option for you. And he kind of puts it down. Oh yeah. And the winners, they can probably also save their crew from Dead Man's Drop. And then the camera kind of pans over Dead to the Man's side. What? And there's the catch. Yep. And then what you the? see two cages, one with Captain Brandon and all the crew what? with the Jacques. And then you see a bunch of ogres and pirates in another one, and they're all, like, suspended over these spikes. Is and then the camera just turns off. Is Inky there? Wait, was that Inky? And in front of you, you see a door descend into the ground. And this is where I'm going to need my first guest audience member, which is going to be Phil H. Woohoo, Phil! Yeah! listening at home, Phil is adorning khaki shorts with a nice <laughs> maroon polo, oh, short hair, and a four-day Gen Con pass. You can, you can talk into the microphone, and then this is going to be your example. So, for our, for our players, there's going to be a fish temple. So oh my gosh. as you walk into the next room, the door in front of you opens, revealing a flooded octagonal room about two feet deep. Floating in the center of the room are eight pieces of driftwood, creating an outline of a fish. Four stone towers that go about 20 feet have oh, metal crap. rods sticking out of the top of them. There is a sealed door on the far side of the room. I hate puzzles. You have the version of the puzzle here, so you can write on it. And then if you get it right, I will let you know. If not, we'll just move to the next one, which is a blank one. It was Phil, right? That's correct. Phil, Phil, are you good with puzzles? Uh, Phil, this is not making me feel good, Phil. Sometimes. Okay, well, so, I'm horrible at that. So Phil is representing the pirates that are going to be competing against our patriots. So if Phil gets done first, the pirates win that round. Oh, come Otherwise, on. Otherwise, the oh players will win that round. Oh, my gosh. You uh, have a pretty good chance of winning. I don't know, it. Phil. I have no spatial organization. All right, what are you guys doing? Uh, I don't. I'm yelling for the necromancer to show himself again. He's he is beside unresponsive. himself. <laughs> Kincaid, what, I don't, where are we? Would, would Kincaid know where he's at? Does this look familiar to him? It, it, it feels familiar to you, but it doesn't look familiar. Feels, but okay. Have you done yep. this before? Who are you? Can we just take a 
two seconds. I don't think we have time to take two seconds. Phil's working. Okay, Vasa's gonna. Vasa's gonna roll a perception check, and he wants to look at those towers. What like what's on the side of them? So the driftwood Um, has to move. Eighteen. Eighteen. The towers are about twenty feet tall, and they have uh, metal rods sticking out of the top of them. Like like a rebarb. So so wait, do they rebarb? Yep. Do they move? The towers do not move, but the four pieces of driftwood do move. Do the driftwood like do they fit into the towers somehow? All right. Kincaid's going to go over and move that one. Oh. Are we competing against Phil? You yeah. are competing against quiet? Phil. Phil. Yeah. Phil needs <laughs> <laughs> <Phil's laughs> like noise-canceling headphones. <laughs> Just kidding. We'll help Phil out. Oh, and here comes to the stage our merch girl, AJ. I'm going to take the two that are pointing at um, Basso. Okay. And so just put them on the other side, pointing towards the door. Okay. As soon as you touch the very first one, the door that you walked into slides shut. Oh, so great. it kind of blocks your path out. And since you moved two of them, two of the towers kind of light up with sparkling electricity at the top of it. Uh, uh, guys, I don't know much about that, but I don't think it works well with water. Oh, you're fine. I got this. Where did <laughs> you, uh, Kincaid, where did you want to move those two from? You moved them from there, and where'd you put them? I want to move them pointing towards the other door. Okay. So you're just going to flip them on the other side? Yep. Yeah. Oh, we're like inverted? No, no, no. On the other side. So pointing towards the door. The the door is this solid gray mass. On the other side, right? Yeah. Yep. So I want it pointing towards the door. Yep. yep. Here, yeah. come over here. He'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, sure. yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> no, help. I'm not you're trying to record it. Oh my gosh, this is a great podcast. Everyone at home is like, what is happening? <laughs> there we go. There we go. We got it. For those that are in the audience, typically I have a monitor that I display things on. So my monitor now is my assistant's. We're going analog today. All right. So he's got two of them moved. All right. What happens? Nothing. Nothing happens yet. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You have um, two lit up towers, and all the doors are closed right now. Is the now. water the same height? Water's the same height. Can we just invert it? Can we just make the entire thing what That's, they did on the other side? Yeah. All right. So you moved the third one, and the third tower lights up. Do we need all four tires to light up? As soon as you Damn. as soon as you move that fourth one, a shock of electricity comes through, dealing <laughs> fifteen damage what? to everybody. Oh my gosh. You shouldn't let a fish guy <laughs> move fish right What now. is happening? As all electricity from the four towers sparks at once. Okay, okay, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad. No electricity, well, no electricity. Go ahead and take your I'm resistant to lightning damage, yep. so, so I take, take half. half. So seven. Everyone else takes 15, and I need everybody to make a dexterity saving throw. Does Phil take 15? Phil needs damage. Phil is Phil's immune to lightning damage. Uh, 17. <laughs> 17. Uh, what are we rolling? Dexterity, dexterity saving, saving throw. throw. All right, cat dice. An 11. 11. But I rolled a 3, so that's pretty good. Uh, 17. 17. Okay, you all passed the dex save, but you did fall unconscious. But luckily, you all fell on your back, so no one drowned. Oh, my gosh. By the time you wake up, the puzzle has reset. So please reset our puzzle over there. Oh. All right, so I'm out of ideas. You only had one idea. How are you out of ideas? It look like a fish. <laughs> no, I want to invert it completely. That's what I tried to do. No, you did not. <laughs> yes, did I did. Oh. Vasa, okay, why are you we not can't, I don't know. We can't move it more than four times because that's when... Oh, every time we move it, one of the things turns yeah. on. So we can't so we gotta just move three. Uh, so the question is, what what are we trying to get that to shape like? 
To me, it looked like a fish pointing towards us. I assume it would wound up pointing the other way. That's what I was doing towards Is the that door. Okay, we can only move three. Oh my god! What if we make it into a triangle? Will Go that ahead. Work. How tall are How tall are the pillars? The pillars are about twenty feet tall. Okay. They're numbered. Give me this. Now it's going to be pretty embarrassing if we don't even make it out of the first room. <laughs> <laughs> now the audience can't see what's going on either. I know it's fine. We'll turn it around. We'll turn it around. Three. Stick. This is her way of trying to cheat and move more than three of them and see no, if I'm I notice. Three. Does that work? Oh, my God. Did that do anything? <laughs> what happened? I made a shape, first of all. And some lightning shoots off and deals uh, 10 lightning damage to everybody. And go, go ahead and roll a DC dexterity saving throw. Seven. 17. S- seven, 17, and? Nine. Nine. All right. So unfortunately, when everybody passes out, Woods and Vaso fell face first. And so when Kincaid, when you awake, you see a golden shard from Vaso, but you see Woods's, in this case, corpse floating in the water. Woods, go ahead and roll a death saving throw. What? Yeah. Michael Brecky. It's super early, I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Oh, corner roll. Uh, no, that was a 13. All right. Give me a specific memory a from... Roll me on a <laughs> I was trying to help you. It looked like a five from my oh, angle. Michael was a 13. All right, give me a specific happy memory from Woods' past. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, oh, the, um, the episode where we were with Amelia and he was jumping out of a plane and she was at this fair. Woods is a snacker. She loves food. She loves snacking. And she, like, ate her way through the entire food truck stand. I think she ate, like, 36 different things. She's thinking about food. All right, so you no longer remember that memory as it is grasped and taken from you by whatever puzzle room this is. Vaso, go ahead and roll a death save. Oh, boy. <laughs> One. All right, Vaso, give me a horrible memory from your past. Um, Specific. Yeah, so it I'm would sorry, be... you rolled a one? Yeah, I rolled a one. That's not okay. <laughs> um, so it would be when he got stuck on the dark side. Um, oh. And he was all alone, and he didn't know what to do. All right, so your episode in Black Bay Harbor, Dorma side. Yeah. All right, as you pass, you no longer remember that at all. So the rest of this campaign, you don't remember that memory. For the rest of this puzzle, only Kincaid can solve it because Woods... Oh I've done a great job so far. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for listening. This is going to be over in about four minutes. Woods is floating, <laughs> as, a, you enjoyed. Woods is floating as a corpse, and Vaso is floating as a light shard. I think Kincaid would first uh, tend to my colleagues here. So um, can I stabilize them? Like uh, turn I mean, them over so they're not face down in the sure. water at least? So we don't have to death save anymore? No, I mean, you're not going to have to death save anymore because you're just out for the rest of this puzzle. Okay, thank God. <laughs> I don't want to do the puzzle. I'm not a puzzle but person. Yeah, you notice that they, uh, well, only one of them is a corpse and she's not breathing. Phil, how you doing over there? He's getting pretty close. Good, finish. Vasa's a light shot, so there's nothing to really take care of. Oh man. Touching and moving it. Yep. Sorry, y'all. Y'all get to watch Does me anyone think have now. an idea in the crowd? <laughs> do we have some audience participation that would like to. Part- Brandon, what do you got? Get up here. Do it. Celebrity shot. I passed the Kincaid torch to you. Four times, right? Three. You can move three. Oh. Oh, I didn't hear that. 
You can only move through. Brandon, Brandon you put kill that together. You kill I didn't Kincaid. hear that. <laughs> Sit back down. Sit back down, bra. <laughs> if anybody else thinks they got it, feel free to come save the party. There'd be a $10 Starbucks gift card in it for you. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. For those of you listening along at home, the audience is perplexed, just like the players. Evidently, Phil's the only person that understands this game, but I think DM Mike is helping him. Well, I need to draw this out. That's going to help. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I did Come not. Come on. You guys look, you two look like you could figure this I out. I did not hear you could only move three. You got four that, moves? That's just a guess on my part. All right. Can our, we turn them up? Our on pirates have won this round. <gasps> Phil, do you want to go show them on the board how you did that? <laughs> Just oh so the gosh, audience Thanks, doesn't Phil. go crazy. Let's give a round of applause. Perfect. Well, what do you kind do? of perfect. Yeah, you have it kind of sideways. Left is supposed to go there. Yeah, you had her drawn right. Thank you, Phil. Phil, what was it? Give it up for Phil. <laughs> Phil, before you leave, I have a ten dollars Starbucks gift card for you. So thank you for participating and have some caffeine on us. We'll, <laughs> we'll, get, it we'll get it at the end. Yeah, we'll yep. get it at the end. We'll like to get a photo with you too, please, Phil. All righty. So with that, the that made zero sense. That was going to be my next move. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> with that, the door slides open and you can walk into the next room. Are we alive now? Am I the only one walking in? Yep, you're the only one walking in. Us. I can't. They're not. As soon as you walk into the next <gasps> room, though, you realize that oh, yep, there is uh, Woods and Vasu, fine as they can be. You got still the same damage as you had going into it. Katie, if that's another puzzle, you can just leave. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. We're done with puzzles today. As you walk into the next room. You're going to see three doors. I feel like Mike just was like, how can I torture the three of them the most? Are we about to play and Let's Make a Deal? Ooh. Kind of. It's <laughs> called the Monty Hall's Doors of Death. Uh, Andrew, oh, are you comfortable serious. running a D&D monster? Whoever Andrew L. is. Do you want is to come Andrew? up? Is Andrew? Is that you? Come All on, right. man. You're going to come run a monster for him. Woohoo! For those of you listening at home, Andrew's also wearing khakis with a really cute raglan black he's, and white he's shirt. He's rocking the Stranger Things Hellfire Club. Yeah. R.I.P. Eddie. All righty. So Sorry, there what, is what was your his name again? What's your name? And Andrew. I'm Andrew. Hello, Andrew. Welcome. Nice to meet you, man. All righty. So the announcer that is breathing you in is going to say, Welcome to the Monty Hall Doors of Death. Behind one of these giant's doors is an exit to the next room. But which door is it? Choose your door. And then it kind of... Since I royally screwed up last time, this is all on you all. We died. I, don't I know saw that. You, you stayed alive. Um, uh, I'm going to roll for it? Yeah, I'm going to look at the doors. Do I, sure. are, are they all the same? They or? all are exactly the same. Um, you just want to D&D it and roll it? Yeah, just roll yeah, a D4. I'll, I'll go open door two. Oh, all right. Okay. okay. What happens, you, you know. chose door two. <laughs> That is a good, don't, don't show it yet. You chose door two. That is a good choice. But let me show you what's beside door number three. It's the exit. That's oh, it's the exit. Yep, you can take it off now. And you guys see a barbed devil. And we are going to roll initiative right. as it comes out swinging. 
I got a 15. I'll keep initiative. Uh, six. So, pro DM tip, I never keep initiative because I got other stuff running. So, usually I let my players run initiative. We did usually they, have a little stand, but we're not using it today. Did they tell you that in the DM conference yesterday? Pro tips? Well, listen. stick. Listen to this guy. He's got all the pro tips. All right, what did I roll? I don't know. 15. I got a 15. I got a 6. Uh, 16. 16. Who are you? Ken, Cade, Lasso. What's our monster got? Uh, 11. 11? Hey, Mike, did you pick a barb devil for me watching fishing yesterday morning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On TV. Can you do this in your accent? No. <laughs> That's extra. All right, Sam, you're going to run the show. Um, all right, well, Ken, Cade, you're up first. Well, obviously, I'm attacking. All right, I'm going to take um, listener participation here. Should I cast a Firebolt Cantrip, Magic Missile, or a Flaming Sphere? Or really go all out and cast Lightning Bolt at this guy? Lightning, lightning bolt. bolt? All right. <laughs> the people have spoken. I am casting Lightning Bolt. Ryan really likes his sheets of paper. Look, I got a lot to keep up with. <laughs> if y'all ever play Magic users, you know there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm waiting patiently. <laughs> All right. So, so I had to find it on my sheet. All right. So a stroke of lightning forming a line 100 feet long and 5 feet wide blasts from you in a direction you choose, obviously towards the barbed devil. Each creature in line must make a dexterity saving throw. Four. Four. Fail. So, okay. Is that like a critical fail? That was a one. Okay. Um, so he is going to take 8d6 lightning damage. Can I borrow some of your sixes? Yeah, absolutely. And take it and go for here. Another six, another six. How many sixes you want? Throw another one in there for fun. Okay. You got to help me add. Okay. Seven, eight, 12, 12 13, 14, 15. Another seven. 19 damage. Right in your face. If he has a face. All right, what's Right up? in his barb. <laughs> All right, what's up next? Easy. <laughs> At it. Okay, what's up next? She is going to pull out her bow, and she is going to shoot two in the sky. Um, let's see, I got 11. Uh, what, am I, what do I add these days? Plus 10. Sam always that hits with her bow, by the way, so I don't know why she's doing this. I'm sorry. That's going to be an uh, plus 12. So 23 to hit. And then damage, we're going to roll a D8. That hits. Um, six. And then I have Kaila Slayer, and since he already has damage, I get to roll once per turn an additional D8. So add another two to that. So eight total. And then I have two attacks, so I'm going to roll again. So, 18 and 12. That feels like 30 to hit. And then a D8 is another four damage. Only four? Don't you add your decks? Nine. Nine damage. Really accurate, just not very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, was the barb devil within 10 feet of me? 
I'd say probably not because okay, you didn't run mind. it. I don't All think right. you would close distance on it. All right, Barb, it's your turn. I, I don't know. Um, it's going to spit and sputter, and it's going to... Uh, you're, everybody's kind of far away from it right now. I uh, think so. At least, at least 10 feet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 150-foot range, each of you is going to like have a... Like, uh, a lob, uh, like a ball of flame, kind of lobbed at you. I mean, he's gonna hurl flame twice. Um, so the first one is gonna go. Uh, what's he me? doing? Yeah, what do you think he's doing? He's not doing anything. He's yeah, yeah. So um, Kincaid is going to. Uh, that's a seven to hit. Nope. Um The next one is gonna have a. Gosh. Eleven to hit. So that's sorry. For, that's for sorry. That's for. For oh, that's me, yeah, yeah, no, so sorry, Barb. He's angry, yeah, it's angry. They're they're angry, okay, they're angry. He's a half Barb Devil and half Stormtrooper, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vasa, you're up, okay. Uh, Vasa is gonna see this, uh, Barb Devil is gonna run up to him and start swinging away. Um, so he's got a big uh axe that he's gonna use. Uh, 14 to 20. Yes. Uh, dirty. Yeah, I hope that hits. Uh, 12 damage. I feel like we're going to take Barb real quick. Uh, how is this monster looking? Um, he's looking, if you had to put a percentage on it, about 60% health. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Vato, he... You know, he's, he's going to see that this is going to be a lot of work, so he's going to initiate rage. Um, and I'll just end my turn there. So he'll be in rage for next turn. King you can still up. attack twice also. Okay. As a barbarian level six, you have multi er, Multi-attack. Multi-attack, thank you. Yep. I got you. I do. Uh, 17 plus 6, 23. Yeah. It's, it's magic, is it? It's magic. Um, uh, nine damage. All right, Kincaid, you're up. All right, uh, Kincaid is going to cast Witch Bolt at the Barb Devil. Uh, do you want me to read the spell? Y'all know Witch Bolt? Yeah, all right, all right, we know. All right, so they're pros. Yeah, here, guys. Uh, so a beam of crackling blue energy, and it's linked. So I'm going to make this a second level. So I have to make an attack roll. Eighteen. Yep, hits. All right, so I got two d twelve lightning damage coming at you. Two d twelve. Can I borrow a twelve? Yeah, thank you. Ooh, four. Oh <laughs> yeah! Golly. Take that, Barb Devil. <laughs> All right. You're really chipping away at him now. What is this? Just wait till the next turn. Look over at Voss. Are you kidding me? And then she's gonna pull two more arrows out, and she crit fails. Well, well, well. Oh. Hey, you get advantage since. Uh, Thank you. A three is better than a one. All right, so it's uh, fifteen to hit. Oh, just hits. Woohoo! That's enough for me. Uh, At our right. table, we do ties. Go to the attackers. Ooh, and she rolled an eight and five is what? Thirteen. Thirteen to attack. Callus Slayer on that again is another two. So fifteen total. She's gonna hit again. Um, eight and twelve is dirty twenty, and one more dam, uh, six more damage. Ha ha, she says. 
Ah, uh, uh, there's somebody. You're right up. You're right up next to the barb devil, right? Yep. Um, so um, you are going to get some some claws and a tail. Um, oh, it's his it? favorite, actually. <laughs> yeah. Is it? A, never mind. I'm gonna go with uh, edit. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, one, uh, three. Two with claws. So each claws. Let's do a let's do a claw. Uh, oh gosh, man! <laughs> Six seven to hit. Seven. I don't know. Yeah, that's a miss. And <laughs> <laughs> that's a twelve to hit. That's a miss too. Claw, man. Uh, <laughs> how about the tail? He's just he's just gonna get mad and he's gonna try to walk away and his tail's gonna swing at him for a natural twenty. Woohoo! First natty twenty. All right, so the way that we do natural 20s at my table is it's you, they get the maximum damage roll, and then you roll the dice also. So you roll the dice. So it's 12 plus... So 2d6 plus 3 is the damage this one does. So he rolled, obviously, 2d6. So it's 12 plus 3 would be 15, plus he does maximum damage because he rolled in at 20, which would be 15. So he deals 30 damage to Vasa with his tail attack. Well, and I'm raging, so I only take half of that. Thanks. Correct. So, <laughs> so you take 15. That's some powerful tail you got there, buddy. <laughs> that is some sass. <laughs> He's got some sass. Uh, all right, Vasa, you're up. Uh, yeah, Vasa is going to take that hit and then just swing right back at him. Just like cut his tail off. Um, yeah, 15. Hit. Just hits. Uh, 12 damage. The amount of pressure to add in front of people is <laughs> yeah, kind of a lot, guys. Like, I'll it's be very honest, intimidating. Uh, we're just going to start making up numbers that, that sound That might be why good. I brought a guest up. I yeah. mean. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Basta's going to do his multi-attack, so he attacks once again. Um, 24. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and 9 damage. Do we kill him? He is looking pretty weak. Oh my gosh, kill him. I'm reenacting my witch bolt. I'm not even going to look. Two oh, 12s right here. Ready? Do it. 12. Hey. <laughs> I got half of what I wanted. <laughs> thanks for coming up. Yeah, thanks Thank for you. <laughs> Thank you. We also have a little gift card for you too, so make sure you, you grab us at the end. Yep. Don't celebrate too quick. That's door number three. That was yeah, door There's still another <laughs> door. Yeah. Alrighty, you then, as soon as that monster dies, you see that that room behind it was just an empty, like, cage that that monster was in. And you hear over the PA system, the original door you chose was two. And we just learned that door three, well, that was definitely not an exit. But tell me, would you like to stay with door two? Or would you like to change to door one? You pick the door, man. Don't look yeah, at me. Yeah, it's your call. No, nah, I'm going to stick with two. I killed you all the it's last gonna time. going to stick with door two. Let's see what's behind door number two. And it is a monster. Instead of rolling another round of combat, because I want to speed this up, have everybody roll. Let's do 1d20 and 1d6. I got a nine. Have you seen my cat? Have you seen my six? <laughs> Why'd you take my cat? I got a nine and a two. Uh, the two was on the D6. Ten, just to ten and a two. Ten and a two. So Vasa, you took 12 damage, but you were raging still, so it's six. Uh, three on the 20 and a four on the six. So you take seven damage. 
Eight. Eight. And you take eight damage as they successfully deal with that monster. And then lo and behold, you can finally reveal door number one, which is the exit. Uh, before we do that... It even says exit behind the door. It does. <laughs> <laughs> and you see a door strapped up right behind it. Uh, well, as we're doing that, Woods is going to cast Cure Wounds on herself. And my assistants can now get uh, changed and ready for the next room. That go ahead. makes me really nervous. I'm super nervous. <laughs> this is the one I'm most excited about. Evidently, there's LARPing about. involved in our D&D <laughs> podcast, guys. And I really hope AJ's wearing a dress. That would make me feel so happy. All right, you were casting Cure Wounds on yourself? Yeah, I'm going to do um, a level two spell. A level two. Guys, where are we? I just, I'm so confused. I do not understand what we are doing here. Answer would be uh, apparently, I mean, apparently, we're in some sadistic game show. Why are they calling you general? Because I was a general in my before I came to your world. Um. Okay, but like, why? Like commanding, I had an army I commanded. So do you know this guy? Okay. Well, I do not like him. That's why I tried to cast a fireball. Clearly, <laughs> I, I don't like him either. I told you he was bad news. Oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, Vicky and Brandon, you can come up here too. Alrighty. As you guys enter... Uh, Sam, are you ready? Yeah, I got 18 back, by the way. Alrighty. As you guys enter the next room, the door opens, revealing a dusty rectangular room. There are dozens of folding chairs, all placed facing towards a makeshift stage. On the corner of the room sits a single writing desk with a lone candle flickering low. You can make out a ghostly... (laughs) I'm sorry. (coughs) Guys, really quickly. uh, Amazon cart, I saw, and I see all this stuff in the Amazon cart. I'm like, "Uh, who's this for? Then I look at the sizes. I'm like, that's not for me. Who is this for? Anyway, uh, we're back. All right. So we'll just back up a little bit because Sam was laughing and I want to make sure she hears it. All right, Uh, there are dozens of folding chairs all placed facing forward towards a makeshift stage. Off on the corner of the room sits a single writing desk with a lone candle flickering low. You can make out a ghostly figure sitting, tapping his writing quill over and over in obvious frustration. And that's what you guys see. Um, This one, all right. This is R.L. Stein trying to do all his Goosebump books. You don't know, you haven't done anything in this room yet. I'm gonna pull my bow because I don't trust anything in this room. So I'm ready. Action! Pull my bow. You, Vaso, go. You go. You want me to go first? Yeah. Look at you. You're hey, I opened. The, I opened the door in the last one. I think, this I think is, you this should is go. This your first room. This. I, I screwed up room one. Like, no. You just gotta face your fears, Woods. Of what? Writing. And Va- a ghost trying to gently <laughs> like push Woods forward. Or okay, okay, push okay, Woods okay, forward. Okay, okay. Go, go, okay. go. Okay. Oh, <sighs> Don't spook him. They really don't like that. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. Oh, great! You're here just just in time. I I need help finishing my masterpiece. Oh, my my great tragedy. Um. Uh, uh. How about you just let us out? I can't just let you. I need to finish. I have been working on this for ages, and I just can't find a good ending. But I I promise I'll show you the exit if you help me finish. Uh. Fine. What are we writing? What are we doing? Oh, you're who gonna, are you? You're gonna. Who, there was lots of questions there. I got really confused. Which one am I supposed to answer first? Who are you? I am William Shacklespear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Shacklespear, 
Um, what? How? I, okay, I guess. How can we help? And you're gonna let us out, right? Yes. Because if not, I'm gonna kill you. Well, I, I think he's I, already dead. I'm already, I'm so already, dead. already done. <laughs> you try to like put your hand on your shoulder and just goes like through. <laughs> All right, Mr. Shackles, Sir Shacklesphere. Yes, William's fine. Bill. William Shacklesphere. No, okay. Just William. Okay. Okay. Um, so you're gonna help me? Yeah, we'll help you. All right. So I'm trying to finish my play. It is Torrance and Claire. <laughs> And oh. let me just let me let me read you what I have so far. And uh, let me tell you what I have so far. As the ghost begins to read, ghostly forms rise from the floor and take the center stage. The scene opens on the streets of Terranium, a city of much renown of wealth. However, the city has been plagued by long-lasting feud of two great houses, the Frenches and the Hunts. Both families eyeing on being the sole provider of the condiments for the kingdom. (coughs) 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 On this morning, we see that Thomas Hunt has set up a hot dog stand and is feeding the local citizens while pushing the sales of his family's famous ketchup topper. Everything seems to be going smoothly until Cynthia French arrives on the scene and immediately starts mocking Thomas and his inferior condiments. She then sets up her own hot dog stand and begins pushing her sales of her family's mustard topping. It obviously doesn't take long before the competing hot dog stands are getting quite hostile. And soon the food and drinks are flying, turning the peaceful city street into a war zone of flying hot dogs, soda pops, and violent sprays of condiments. Uh, for the listeners, they're actually throwing ketchup and mustard. Yeah, so this is acting out completely in front of us. By the time the city guard shows up, the streets are splattered with a morbid scene of ketchup and mustard stains. Many citizens were caught up in the mix, and there's no amount of laundry that will ever wipe those stains clean. Mustard does not come out of clothes. It's it's very difficult. Very difficult. Because of that, following the devastating food fight of 1682, the king, Lord Hellman, decrees that death should befall any French or hunt that ever disrupts (laughs) the peace in the future. I'm dying. Please tell me your helmet. Sometime later, we enter a scene of a festival, the Great Terrium Pizza Bake Off. The scene opens with Cynthia French enjoying a deep dish pizza of pie with her daughter, Little Claire. <laughs> On the opposite side of the festival, we see Thomas Hunt enjoying a slice of thin crust pizza with his nephew, Little Torrance. As the evening goes on, the young ones eventually break off, hoping to enjoy the festivals for themselves. They're going to fall in love. Fortuitously, the younglings run into each other (laughs) and immediately fall in love, sharing their first kiss before even knowing each other's names. But alas, the meeting was brief, for soon after, Thomas arrives on scene, seeing his nephew talking with the French and angrily pulls him away. (laughs) Claire later learns that the boy of her dreams is a hunt and sternly told that a French and hunt may never mix. At this point, the scene pauses in front of you as the ghost starts furiously tapping his pen again. I just can't, I can't come up with the ending. I don't know what to do. And then you start hearing the ceiling kind of descending down. And you know, just from looking at this, that you have approximately 10 minutes before you are crushed to death. (coughs) That would be a tragedy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Romantic comedy? Yeah. Uh, guys, um, okay, well, let's just cre- create an ending. Yeah, I think that's... <laughs> that's <laughs> the point, right? Yeah. 
I mean, clearly she doesn't need a man. I think she does. I absolutely. I think need they need to let their condiments, you know, unite. I don't. I absolutely think she can run the French's empire by herself. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should be together. You think, but why? Because they would be stronger together. She don't need a man. She can't know without that. even knowing his name. But clearly they loved each other. I, Why I mean, are the that, two that's, guys that's, advocating that's that they need to be right together? There. And the one lady's like, no. It's not a Disney movie, <laughs> A number one. But it is a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> I understand. I'm trying to push the agenda of family. Um, I just feel like she can do it by herself. We're going to... Okay, if that's what you want. This is your room. This is your room. Can you, we act you lead it out? It. Can we make them act it out? That is the purpose of our ghostly actors. Um, okay, we would like... I'm um, sorry, what was the little girl's name? Claire. 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 I mean, not little, right? We're talking like teenager, Teenagers. over 18. Clearly eight, eight, over 18. 20-year-olds. We're talking about 20-year-olds, 20, 20, they yes. can drink, they can vote. <laughs> adults. She is an adult. 21-year-olds then. Okay. Perfect. And... He's what, 42, 45? <laughs> well, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's a little. Totally kidding. 21. You just also. did like a Leonardo DiCaprio thing. Yes. <laughs> Only dates 19 year olds. He's got his limits. So sorry. It's a fact. Look it up. Um, okay, yeah. So they come together um, and she like hidden, like she ran away. No, the, his uncle pulled him away. No, no. I'm saying she ran away from her family. She's in hiding. She's excommunicating, giving up all. They're giving up all of their wealth, all of their wealth. No money. You are dirt poor, but you have your love. How do we feel about that? How do we feel about that? Oh, he doesn't like it. See, money's money's a, okay. So I'm confused. Do you want them together or not? Well, I guess that's what you guys wanted. I thought you were so confused. That's what you guys wanted. We'll get. Yes, we'll they don't need condiments, you know, to yeah. So they're be together, but they are completely poor. They They're going to run away and develop so, a barbecue sauce. Yeah, yeah. done. Oh. They're going to start their own pit master adventure. And have some sweet baby rays. Some sweet baby Maybe some something. buffalo sauce. Yeah. You don't need you don't Franks. need to be confined by ketchup no, and mustard. No, you can have all you the You find the sauce you that spice you it want. Up with buffalo. Yeah. All the sauces. So how so how is this a, a tragedy? It's supposed to be a great tragedy? It's a it's a, I'm, the I'm, writing makes it a tragedy, the, <laughs> really. <laughs> That's the true tragedy. You want a tragedy? Yeah. I mean, it's supposed See? to be my masterpiece, my great See? tragedy. The but ketchup, I'm this. The ketchup empire and the mustard empire both lost they fall. family members. <gasps> no more condiments. And then Because Helen, they were so blinded by love. Blinded. Blinded they lost by, by the, the light. light. Yep. So both the Hunts and the Frenchies lose business to the new Baby Rays? That, there you nope. go. <sighs> that is a fantastic story. All right, go ahead and roll performance checks to see oh, what the god of this Cave of Chaos thinks of your ending. And thank you, assistants. What am I rolling? Performance? Performance. Oh, well, not by you. I yeah, got a two. 10. Oh. We're doing it again. Roll high. I keep, I keep hitting the edge. I'm going to I'm a, I'm a stop using How that. How many times do you want to roll? 17. Until he rolls a high number. <laughs> no, I keep hitting the edge. Let me just redo it now. Yeah, let's yes. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Oh here we go. 15 plus. No, that's an 18. I can't Eight? read my cat dice. Plus Eight. three. So I overperformed. Okay, what did you roll? 
A two. A two. And Woods? Well, I rolled a one. Perfect. <laughs> um, but I have a, no, no, I'm sorry. I rolled a five, but I have a plus one. So six. Yep, so six. So the average of that, 27, 29, would be nine. Is your guys' average performance score. Y'all are bringing me down. <laughs> I mean, you weren't helping. I came up with the barbecue sauce. <laughs> you didn't come up with sweet baby rays. Alrighty. The next puzzle. So we need one more. Did we win? Did we get past that get door? Did you did get past that door. So, sorry. William Shacklespear graciously shows you the next room. And the ceiling is only about halfway down. So you guys know that you killed getting it done in time. Perfect. And William Shacklespear can finally move on, creating his great tragedy of baby Ray's barbecue sauce outwitting ketchup and mustard. Love it. All righty. <clears throat> the next door opens up, and you see this is the missing numbers puzzle for Katie. Damn. Can we stop with the puzzles? <laughs> the door opens, revealing a brightly lit square room. No. In the shape of a cube. Who on knows how to do these? You do. Her, on zombie. The center yes. <laughs> in the center of the room is a square portcullis, but the floor looks uneven, sort of lumpy. And when you look down at the... That the floor you notice is just filled with thousands of six by six inch square tiles, each tile having a single digit number on them. Uh, zombie, do you want to come up here and try do, to solve it? Would you it like for us them? to call you by yeah, a different name, name instead of Zombie? Zombie, All right, zombie works. <laughs> zombie is adorning some really cool skull black zombie. pants, zombie t shirt, and fire engine red hair. The vibe is here. Zomb- the vibe. Zombie, you can come on up here. You have your. No, no, no. We're not competing. She's doing it for us. And she is representing the oh, crap. pirate band. Can you pull that up again? Right, who to else is good? This puzzle. Come on, come on. Who else? One, two. Okay, how do these work? Pirate zombies. Um, three, four, five. So four's got. Oh, wait. There's more numbers, not just one through five? You have. Zero through nine on tiles on the ground. Oh my gosh. Can we only use one each number once? There's multiple numbers of each of them. You can use as many as you want. Anybody else really good at these in the crowd? Want to help? Because I'm horrible at it. I don't really know the rules. Anybody else? There's not a single Sudoku person out here. I'll give you a hint. It's not Sudoku. Yeah, there's well, no Well, see, that's, that's not where I'm close. clearly not going to do well with this, guys. What is it? What's the point? What'd you say? What, Phil? No yeah. row. Can What about no, columns? No, it's not Sudoku because there's already repeating numbers. Okay, so it's just this way. Wait, what? Oh, my God. Wood falls faint. <laughs> just out of nowhere, blacks out unconscious. Share with me. Woods is literally just walking back between the two of them and be like, no, no, I think the three goes there. You can just write it. Put a two there. Yeah, that's it. That looks good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use the nine. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. I know. I'm just I'm, Oh, oh, I want to roll help. I don't think that's How actually going to help us. I don't know. Maybe I'm better at this Woods than I thought Woods starts shouting out numbers. I got a five. Okay, you start shouting out random numbers. 14! <laughs> and then you realize they're all single-digit tiles. Four! <laughs> so a mechanic in our game, while, while the guys are doing this, because I'm not going to be able to help, uh, we play help. So anytime you roll a dice, somebody else can, like, quote, help, and you can roll a six and add that to whatever they're rolling. 
but evidently you have to have some sort of skill to begin with. <laughs> As you guys are walking around the room, you notice that there is a little scribble on the wall and it has a little poem on it. They say one is the loneliest number, but I reckon two is the loneliest number, for they are the first of their kind, but none are like them. One is the loneliest. Repeat the thing about two. They say one is the loneliest number, but I reckon two is the loneliest number. For they are the first of their kind, but none of the following are like them. Um, okay, so Woods wants sees this, right? And she wants to start walking around, so I'm gonna roll perception and see if I can find this on the walls and like read them out to the guys. Sure. Uh, I will roll, where's my dice? <sighs> Gotta stop using this thing. Ooh, 15 plus five, uh, dirty 20. You find the poem and read it off just fine. There's not another one? There's not another one. Well, that's silly. Is there <laughs> anything else in there? Can I, like, anything else that can help? Uh, sure, we'll say. Uh, give me some people some time. So we'll say after a little while. Kincaid, do you think you got anything? No. Vasa, do you think you got anything? Nope. Okay. Dead end. Zombie, what do you got cooking over there? Some twos? <laughs> nope, it's not the twos. <laughs> <laughs> As you place one of the numbers, because you're kind of losing hope, and you're like, oh, we need to solve something, you place a number, and it's the incorrect number, and you all take 14 radiant damage. That's not help. I don't, I don't <laughs> that know. That's not, not what we were looking for here. Uh, and since it's radiant damage, even if you were raging, uh, it wouldn't yeah. be halved. How are we doing on health over there, guys? Uh, not good. good. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> Everyone's still alive? Do you need Barely. Barely. <laughs> Do you need me to... Sure. I'm going to yeah. cast Cure Wounds on both of them, first level. Perfect. All right, give me this. Give me the numbers. Anyone from the audience? Two, three, five, blank. Out? Two, three, five, blank. One, blank, one, three. Yep, one, one seven, seven, one, one blank. blank. Blank, three, three two, two nine. nine. So what are we supposed to do? Just put numbers in there and put a six here? You put a six in there as you... I put a six in the take. corner. <coughs> you put a six in the corner and some radiant energy shoots out, dealing... I dodge. 12 damage. I dodge it. Do I dodge it? You don't damage it. How much did you heal me for? I have cat-like reflexes. <laughs> I feel like I could dodge it. So you um, guys took 12 more radiant damage. Whoa. Well, it doesn't matter now. Just consider it wiped. Um, I, deal, I did 1d8 plus my spellcasting modifier, which is 5. I'll roll it for you. So we get 5 back? 7. You each get 7 back. Uh, we'll roll different for each. Ooh, yeah, we rolled different. You get 11 back, Faso. I got seven back. You got seven back, but then we just took 12. How much? I took 12? 12, yep. All right. Yeah. You're on your own. Are you hey, down? Dad? I'm going to give him the healing Kincaid, potion. go ahead and roll a d20. No, I'm at zero. I don't know. Go ahead and roll a d20. Try to cover myself. <laughs> I, I have five hit points left. Oh, is, my gosh. So we can't, <laughs> we can't match up here. 17. Okay. So Kincaid drops as a corpse. <laughs> And as you're I'm a laying there, fish out of water. <laughs> as you're laying there unconscious, instead of losing a memory, you gain a memory. You're I like how this works. Yep. Sorry. You remember that you've actually met the harbinger of creation, and he hired the Tritons in order to slay the god that you are currently attacking, which is that necromancer, mm -hmm. which I think was Coldenta was his name. So it's strange to you that you have a memory of actually meeting the Harbinger of Creation, which is the god from this world, but you don't remember being from this world. All right. Can, okay. Not sure how that helps me with the puzzle, but... I think it's 
Easter eggs for our. Oh, gotcha. Uh, moving okay. on. Um, okay, so game mechanics. While we're in this room and people are dying around me, can I bring them back, or is he out of the game? He's out for that round. As you're looking Wait, around, Sam, I'm gonna uh, give you more health. I'm okay. Gonna give, I'm gonna throw you two health potions okay. that we haven't that I have in our bag, so I only have one left now. All right. As you guys are looking around, you see that on each of the walls you have the primary colors, which is what blue, red, and yellow are covering the walls. Fifteen. Take fifteen back. Blue, yellow. Blue. Prim- what is it? Blue, red, and yellow. <laughs> the primary colors. And what walls? Which? It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> How's my audience doing? Oh, they're getting close? Good. That counts for us, by the way. You don't know if it's right, but they got numbers on there? That is I mean, I, listen, you kill us, and I, you're done. Okay? Let's, I hope your confidence is good. Let's see what they've got. If we they've got we're going to get you kicked out of Gen Con. I, ha- we have that, I mean, we have that power. Just kidding. No, we don't. We don't, and I would never. What do the colors have to do with it? Anybody think they got an idea? Anybody got an idea with the colors? Prime numbers? Prime numbers, prime colors? Okay, okay. What are prime numbers? <laughs> one, <laughs> one. One, one, two, three, five, and seven. One, two, okay, so one, two, three, I five, you a hint. seven, and nine. I had, I one had is not then a prime number. Then why is nine on here? Because nine's not a prime. What was that? One is not a prime number. One is not a prime number. It Ooh. starts with two. We should have known it. He's an actuary. We should have known that there was going to be a math problem. Two, three, five, and seven. So what if we put a seven up in the corner? Hey, 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 don't help her. We'll put a seven in the corner. Okay, seven in the corner. And then we're going to put a two between the ones. And we're going to put... As soon as you put the two between the ones, you get hit with... Five. We want a five between the ones. (laughs) As soon as you put the two between the ones, you get hit with 14 uh, radiant damage. And... Is not right. <laughs> no, I think I that got six it. Six is not right. I'm down. I think our zombie is getting it. She needs one more number. I'm down. If You're I get down. 14, yeah. All right, roll the d20. Vasa, are you still up? Barely. A three. All right, tell us the worst memory that Woods has. Mm. I wouldn't know this one. Oh, uh, a recent bad memory uh, your worst memory yeah that's gonna be watching uh Nomis, uh my first character his first character who we were friends abandon her no oh no edit that's gonna be when vaso closed the rift and left her on the other side <laughs> oh that yeah. was a good episode yeah i killed him after that literally brought him down to zero hit points yeah, That's a really good episode. Y'all should watch that. Season two, though. Listen, so you got to it. La- Listen to it. You got to go. You got a lot to get through. That's my. It's gonna be my memory. And I think we've got it over here with the pirates. Oh, you were so close. I think it's this. Five, two, five. Sure. Why do you think that? Because I don't know. Brandon. What about you in the back? You're very stoic back there. I feel like you know math. Why aren't you helping? You should be helping. You thought you had it. You have no idea. What about you in the shirt? You know, the, the people in the shirts. And we've got the pirates have won this round. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Zombie, do you mind showing us on the board? For those that are listening, it is the prime numbers, which start with two, but that is the only prime number, hence being the loneliest. The numbers are 2, 3, 5, 7, 11, 13, 17, 19, 23, and 29. Those are the prime numbers in order, and that is the solution to the puzzle. Thank you, Zombie. Thank you! I also have a gift card for you, so stay back. Hang out. But I'm out of gift cards at that point, so... That's fine because we're done with the audience participation. We're done with puzzles? Is that what you said? Uh, Sort of. All right, we are going to skip the next puzzle for time and we are going to jump to the last puzzle. But I do need my four assistants to come up here. You guys are going to be statues in this last room. So, uh, Phil, I think it was, can I get you to hold that map for us? Oh my god, Phil, I hope your upper body strength, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you start shaking, let us know. Uh, Just, anywhere so that... Maybe wow, Phil, you want to be in the center, man? I don't, perfect, It's not your podcast, it. buddy. All righty. <laughs> you can probably sit if you want to. I don't know, do we need to see that? Don't sit on the things. It's a board game. All righty. As the door to the next room slides up, you are immediately hit with the hot, humid air, a dense air that is so rich with odor is you can taste it. Woods, your character would immediately know this as the smell of chlorine. Mm. As you enter the next room, you see a large dome-shaped enclosure with a rectangular pool in the middle of it. Inside the pool are four statues posing in various Olympic sports. Oh my gosh, let's see these. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, we have like a... a disc, okay, runner. Disc thrower. Um, archer. Archer. Yeah, archer. What are you doing? Gymnastics. Oh, what? Excuse me, this is family friendly. I'm going to need you to turn around. <laughs> All right. Gymnastics. Lim- limbo champion. Limbo runner. gymnastics, I don't know. What, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> we don't have insurance. Along the deck of the pool, of the hall are four various workout stations. There are free weights, yes. a tumbling mat, an archery range, and a meditation zen garden. Uh, Do you want to show them what the map looks like, Phil, so they see what they're looking at? Perfect. Thank you, Phil. Archery, free weights, tumbling mat, garden zen, temple of the temple of self. The temple of self is the name of this puzzle. Oh, tum- tumbling mat, zen garden. Well, who's the zen garden? Is that you? They have really good breadsticks and salad. <laughs> so those, those are the names under the statues? No, those are in the corner. So in the corner of the room, there are okay. four workout stations. One is free weights, one is a tumbling mat, one is an archery range, and one is a zen garden. And then Phil, why don't you step over there so that the audience can see it and the players can see it. It's just kind of out of 45. Okay, so right, hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are we back to zero hit points? You guys are, yes. At this point, you could be at zero hit points because there's no more combat. So you're all up. Okay, so she needs to go to the Zen Garden. Oh, we're moving people. Well, okay. that, do you notice that the, so I'm going to say, as you're kind of looking around the room, you notice two things. You notice that there is a plaque in each of the workout areas, and you notice that the statues can be moved. Okay, what do the plaques read? I'm going to roll perception. Ooh, 24. 24 is your perception to read? Yeah, I got a 19 plus 5. All right, so for the free weights section, you have... Our DM has left the table. It says Yoth. 
and it says, strengthen your muscles to be stronger than the forked truss of a mine shaft. What? What is a mine shaft? It's a shaft in a mine. Can we get another volunteer? Yeah, it's you, man. Yeah, Heck you yeah. get it. All right, are you going to another plaque? Yeah, I'm going to read them all. You're going to read all the plaques. Okay. You're going to read over on the archery range. It says, Croft, just like the curve of a drum bow, steady your mind, then launch towards your goals. So put that on the archery range. Do you think these letters make a word? You read the Zen Garden, and it says, a calm mind, it's Alfred, a calm mind allows you to see the road with the best horizon. What? <laughs> <laughs> Ten! And then last but not least, you see the word mural, which means be nimble and quick, but keep your ears perked and aware of your surroundings. So is the archer near the archer plaque? No, the statues are in the middle. Statues and then middle? I know, but they're in the four corners. Statues oh. are in the middle, and they can be moved. So okay. you can't really tell if the archer is next to the archery. I'll say at this point he's not because the statues oh. can move around. Well, since that seems like the easiest one, can we move the archery C-R-O-F-A-L-F-A-L-F-A-L-F-A-L-F-A-L-F-A-L-F-A-L-F-A-L-F-A-L-F-A-L-F-A-L-F-A-L-F-A-L-F-A-L-F-A-L-F-A-
and nothing, you don't hear any clicks or hums or anything that hints that you've solved a puzzle. Can you go shoot your bow next to him? Yeah. Towards that area? I go over and I shoot my bow. Okay, you're getting some great target practice in. Awesome. That's, so that's all I had. Uh, that's all you had? <laughs> that's, that's what I brought it? to the table. That is, that's it? I'm gonna turn Brandon around so you can see the audience. Okay. <laughs> so I don't want you feeling awkward. Uh, Vaso, you got any ideas here, man? Uh, I mean, are all the statues like, they're, so they're in the right corners, I guess. Well, you can't move like, the statues, so you assume they're in the right okay, corners. Okay. Can we make them meditate, all of them? Sure, you can make them all meditate. That would be on the ground, guys. You're gonna just sit. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm totally joking, I'm totally joking. <laughs> Oh, thanks, buddy. All right, so you put them all in a meditative stance and nothing seems to happen. What's the top? Is it M-I-R-I-L? Merle. Merle. M-I-R-L. Read it again. So let's read all of them again. In the free rate section, you have the Dwarven word Yoth, which stands for strength. It says, strengthen your muscles to be stronger than the forked trust of a mine shaft. In the archery range is the elven word Croft, which means true aim. Just like the curve of a drawn bow, steady your mind, then launch towards your goals. The next is a loxodon word, alfrad, which means new beginnings. A calm mind allows one to see the road leading to the best horizon. And then the tumbling mat is the tabaxi word, mural, which means grace. and says, be nimble and quick, but keep your ears perked and aware for your surroundings. Oh, that has so much meaning. Wait till y'all listen to the podcast. So much meaning. I don't know what she's talking about, so I'm excited for you to listen to the podcast and tell me. Grace? Oh, tabaxi. that does have tabaxi? meaning. <laughs> I get it now. You don't need to tell me. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Guys, I don't know what to do here. Like, Any ideas from the audience? I've only given one hint out so far, so I'm going to see if you guys have any ideas. Kincaid's going to go and meditate near the plaque. All right. As you're meditating towards the plaque, you're kind of looking up at the ceiling, and you're seeing all those male monks. And on closer inspection, you realize that all the older monks are teaching a lesson to the younger monks. So you're seeing like images of them teaching them how to run, teaching them how to swim, teaching them how to shoot a bow, all that type of stuff. What was under the mural corner? Under the mural corner was the uh, tumbling mat. Oh, that, that works. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much. Oh, you're fine. For those of I you listening at home, one. we're just rearranging our poster board because <laughs> the players have zero clue what's going on. Thank you, gentlemen, for helping. And their feet are wet because they're standing in water. Yep. You've all been right. electrocuted. You've been shot with radiant energy. You've fight in a bone We've square. all died once. We've all died a couple of times. Lost some memories. Gained some memories. This is an interesting contraption. Streaming muscles. Strengthened muscles. Uh, Voss is going to go over to the free weights corner. Okay. And just... I don't know. Start doing push-ups. Start doing push-ups. Use the free it. weights. How about you, yeah? Are there free <laughs> weights over there? Trying to get to that half work from the quarter work. Yeah. Are there free weights over there? Yeah, there's free weights over there. Okay, you're just gonna start pumping iron. Pumping iron while you're thinking. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm gonna go over to the archery. Is there like archers and stuff? Like I'll pick up a different bow and start shooting. Sure. It? You guys are all trying to do things, Brandon. It sounded like you had a hint. Excuse me. Are we cheating? Oh, you're asking. Uh-huh. Alrighty, there's one last hint in this room as you guys look around. And kind of standing in each of these sections, you see different types of figures. You see a law law enforcement person, a Native American, a construction worker, (laughs) a a bicyclist. (laughs) 
Y-M-C-A. The discos oh come full around. Okay. She had so the, she had the Y. We got to put her back into Y. Yeah, Y. Right. As soon as the Y goes up, you feel a little click as a yep. light shines beneath this podium. All right, <sighs> in the, in the, we're going to do it in the cross. M. C. C. A. And then as you get all of them in there, you see the YMCA, and then all the lights kind of spell up, and then the door to the next room slides <laughs> open, and you see a bright, shining light. <laughs> Thank oh, you, assistants. Oh, my gosh. I feel so stupid sitting out here. So we were stupid. overthinking that. Like, <laughs> we would have never gotten that. That last hint kind of really gives it away. <laughs> you think? We are so appreciative of it. Thank you. All right. So the door to the next room is kind of a bright light, so you can't actually see the next room. So you guys are still in that YMCA room. You haven't passed through. This is where the role-playing will kick up, and I want to see what you guys do before you go to the next room. Or, Podcast or, is over. Ha- <laughs> no. How are we health-wise? Uh, we just got cleared. We're completely healthy, like we started in the beginning, right? I thought you said we were at zero. You guys are at zero, at one. You guys are all at one okay. right now. There's Wait, no wh- more combat, so you're at one for role-playing sake. We'll figure out health later. Oh, okay. okay so we only know. What was that? I don't understand. I told you this guy's sadistic. Was it just like for fun? He thought so. Did, did we Sounds gain? like there's... Statues were having a great time. <laughs> I think they got tired. <laughs> when we first to do Guys, I don't understand why we're here. What happened? I don't know. I think we need to go to the next room before this door closes. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's get it moving on here. I, we just got to get out of here. All right, we're gonna walk into the bright light. All right, as you walk into the bright light, you awaken, strapped into a chair with a strange metal contraption attached to your head. You feel exhausted, like you've just been through a series of well, interesting events. But otherwise, you're physically healthy. And you hear, ta-da, ta-da, congratulations. I have determined your team to be the winning party. What, it what? was a pretty even match, but your performance with the Baby Ray's barbecue sauce really just put it over the top. So I think you are ready to claim your victory. And then as your eyesight Basso, starts happening? to show up, you see Kincaid. the necromancer that's kind of standing there next to his mirror with his arm around it. They did a great job, didn't they? Yeah, it was fantastic. I told you this dude's sadistic. He's talking to himself. Woods is kind of freaking out. She doesn't like to be strapped into anything. Oh, that's right. I need to unchain you guys. I am so sorry. He gestured to the mirror to go forward. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, you can't move. I guess I'll have to go do it. And he comes over to start unclipping you guys. Who are you? Who am I? Yeah, you. Oh, I'm Cormit, the god of chaos. And she's like trying to... Welcome to my cave. It's fantastic, isn't it? Did you guys have a fun time? As he's kind of clipping you. You look across the way and you see three ogre pirates that are also in contraptions on the other side. As soon as he unclasps me, I'm pulling my dagger out and it's going straight to his throat. All right, go ahead and roll an attack roll. I'm not attacking. I'm just trying to be intimidating. Oh, you're not trying to attack Oh, you're not kidding. No, I'm trying to like... Oh, okay, gotcha. Go ahead and roll. Go ahead and roll. You guys see how close you get. 13 plus something. All right. As you're like going through, you see him. You pick. (laughs) Give me a number. As you start swinging at him, as you start swinging at him, he backs up and he casts hold person on you. He's like, ooh, what a feisty one. I absolutely love that. But I have no interest in fighting you right now. I'm actually thinking about becoming your patron, Kincaid. You just did fantastic for your second time. So, Kincaid, you're frozen in time. You've done this before? Kincaid is frozen in time. He can't talk. You can maybe try to talk without your lips. Oil can. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. As promised, you may choose your prize. But remember, you can only take one. 
I'll give you 10 minutes to decide, but then I need to release the others because it's not healthy to be under for that long. And then you look over on the table and there is a Harbinger's Gauntlets, which is some wooden gauntlets that obviously have some magic on them. And there is a tapestry in a nice, like, he's taken out of the wine bottle at this point because I don't have a wine bottle this big. Which one do we take? Can we just kill him and take them both? I did I mean, really well so you far. Wanna, do you really <laughs> want to try to kill a god? You see no, him just standing there watching you like... I am a god. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't... What do you, you want to take? Do you have a preference? You have a tapestry? I would consider the gauntlet. Oh, we can come back and get that. We know where it is. You guys can pick them up and inspect okay. each of them. Okay, we'll, we'll take to. the tapestry. Yeah. Sure? It, it might have more information. <laughs> can yeah. I get I uh, Brandon? Do you want to come unrail the tapestry for them so they can see what it looks like? Vaso, it sounds like you were making the decision. So, Vaso, as soon as you grab the tapestry, <gasps> you feel a sense of pulling, like it's trying to pull you to a specific direction. And as you look at it, you see a bard that looks very familiar to you as Nomis. It is Nomis. And as you're holding the tapestry, you feel it pulling you in the same direction. So as you turn, it kind of tries to pull you back. As you turn, it tries to pull you back, kind of like a compass would. So am I like going into the painting or? Nope, you're just holding it and it's acting like a compass, like it's trying to pull you in a specific oh, oh, direction. Oh, we're going to find Nomis. Yeah. Like <gasps> a... We're going to find Nomis. They don't know what that means. So. Yeah, they, they have no idea who they Nomis is. No so. idea well, what that means. we're going to leave it. They can listen to f- yeah. 17 episodes to figure it out. Yeah. I, um, think, I think this is I think this is it. This is our guiding hand to find our buddy. Can we also try to take the gloves? As soon as you try to grab the gloves, he casts Hold Person on you guys again and says, no, uh-uh, only one, you silly gooses. And then he's going to pick up the gauntlet. He's like, I'll just hold on to this. Oh, that's right. You also need to save your companions. Which which ones were they again? And like looking at you guys, you see Captain Brandon and all the pirates, and the other ones are like all ogres. And he's like, I don't. Which one was the, your guys? Just the the captain, the handsome captain over there. The handsome. Cap- well, yeah. they're both pretty handsome. No, that one. Oh, that one. Okay, yes. So you right go and he opens the gate for the uh, Captain Brandon and the rest of the crew. So you've saved the crew. You're choosing the tapestry over the gauntlets. Yes. Yep. Okay. And we, check, we picked knowledge over strength. You picked knowledge over strength. Mm-hmm. Beside the end of the door, there is a large door that says, thank you for visiting the temple of Coldenta, which you know Coldenta is the god from uh, Vasos, He's my buddy. Or King K's world. You have so much to explain to us. I know. You still so, have five so minutes in here with the god before he's going to release the other um, people. So if you want to talk to him, you can, or you can uh, escape. It's up to you. So your name's Cormit the Chaos God? Yes, I am Cormit the Chaos God. I used to be more, but now I'm just less. Do you know... um, Am I unfrozen? You are unfrozen at this point, but he is now kind of, I'd say, behind a protective barrier because he doesn't trust you. (laughs) Hey, what's my God's name? Your God's name is Lucha. So do you know Lucha? Oh, yes. She's your patron. She's fantastic. What do you mean my patron? Well, she's sponsored you, basically. Is that why sometimes I turn into her? That, that's what I would assume. I'm thinking about doing that with King Kate over there. He's pretty, he's pretty feisty, and we go back. We go way back. I've known him for centuries. How old are you? 
Centuries, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you remember? You tried to kill me. Oh, wait, you killed you, all my people. I think you're misremembering that. Oh, you did you run through this. All you probably the lost that memory. Into zombies before you sent me away from your. your well, lair. I needed to protect myself. I was trying yeah. to keep the harbinger from casting a spell. But in doing so, killed innocent lives in the process. So the Harbinger's bad. Well, I just don't agree with his philosophies of casting that holy spell to split everyone's soul. That seems stupid. I knew it. So half the souls are here and half the souls are in... where? Are, well, I don't know where we are, but... Oh, we're between the, the planes right now. This is my little fun chaotic temple. Isn't it fun? Did you have fun? I had fun. No. We did no, not have did fun. We, I, we, we did died like twice. Fun. Maybe we need to try it again? No. 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 So you had fun? Sure. Yeah, sure. Has yeah. Oh, it was so great. much fun. You're the best. We, we give you a five star review. Now, can we go? Yeah, I mean, the guest is right there. You can always see if you want to. I mean, I will have to wake the others up in four minutes, but, you know. Yeah, I think we're going to leave. Yeah, we'll I wait. I think we got enough out of this guy. Yeah. I'm going to glare at him and say, I'll be back for you. Ooh, I'll probably find you next. I hope you do. <laughs> Sounds good. And you guys exit out of the door a big, bright light, and we'll pick up on that next episode. Woohoo! Ah, looks like the bard has done it again. What a splendid crowd y'all have been. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Cottage Rest Inn. Well, I hope you liked our live show. It was so much fun to record at Gen Con and just be in front of an audience. It was nerve-wracking, but ultimately an amazing experience. That experience was so much better due to the special thanks that I want to throw out to some of our friends and family that really helped us out. First, I want to thank Katie, AJ, Vic, and Brandon. They were basically our assistants during the week. We had brought them up to Gen Con with us and they helped us set up, take down, talk to people, collect tickets, all that type of stuff so we didn't have to focus on that. That was amazing. I also want to give a shout out to our friends over at Monster Game Night. That is a non-family friendly podcast but they're a lot of fun they came and helped us set up with our logistics so we could have our audio running and doing our mic checks before we began and it was just amazing to have that i also want to thank the 2023 gen con event crew for helping us organize our live show it was definitely uh, treading in unfamiliar waters and they made that process really easy and i appreciate it I also want to thank Ray Stillwell for commissioning the Tapestry of Gnomus. I hope everyone has had a chance to jump on our website and check it out. It is an amazing piece of work, and if you're looking for something similar, make sure you check her out. And last but not least, I want to thank the Dungeon Masters Guild. That's a really good website that Dungeon Masters you should check out to give you some ideas. In particular, there is a piece of work in there called Tomb of the Trickster God. I grabbed a couple of the fun puzzles you saw in today's episode from them so i want to give them credit for it those puzzles are the reverse fish in the missing numbers puzzle and as always i want to thank tabletop audio for providing the background music of today's episode